Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wyo Lee, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we learn about sex from each other by sharing our personal stories in an effort to tell shame to fuck off so we can spend more time happily pleasuring one another. And our guest today, I'm very excited to introduce to you. Black 25-year-old straight but becoming heteroflexible male, a kinky switch with a giantess fetish, a warehouse worker from Illinois. Welcome, James. Hi. I'm so excited to have you here. Can you start off by giving our listeners just a tiny overview of your sex life as it stands now? It is amazing right, right now. I have a submissive who is uh, 11 years older than me and is just as much as a switch as I am. So she gives me quite a run for my money. (laughs) But it makes me very happy. That's awesome. Can I ask, so you're both switches, but you say you have a submissive. Explain to me how that works. Basically, it's kind of whoever is like in the mood to kind of jump the other's bones. And like she wants to peg me so bad. It's been like we've both been going through a lot because yeah. of my previous relationship and what I kind of brought into it. Uh, um, and she's just been being real patient with me, which I like can't thank her enough for. If she like, for example, like my downside will come out when she doesn't want to listen to me, and I'll tell her to go do something, and I'll just like, all right, pretty much for every three seconds you don't move, I'm just counting a smack. So. That's so fun. She'll just, uh, I'll just be like, I'm counting. And she'll be like, counting what? C- counting what? Oh, <laughs> counting. And then she'll get up and do it. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah. That's. <laughs> but then she also smacks my ass all the time. And <laughs> uh, In regular life? Like just when, whenever? Like out and about? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah in public, doesn't really matter. Love. And yeah, it's awesome having a girl like spot asses for you and point out girls so oh do you check out ladies together yeah Fun. yeah it's like she'll like catch a girl before i do like i'll be like actually shopping and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like, she'll like start patting me on the leg repeatedly i'm just like what what <laughs> oh oh that, that makes me so happy because i've been that person <laughs> see and i've never had that before so it's been like the i feel like a little kid again amazing okay well i'm very excited to kind of like unwrap all of the things that led you to where you are now but let's start with the very beginning can you go back and remember the first time you ever heard about sex i would have to say i was probably about in third grade i'm trying to remember what age you are about that about that time i think about like eight or nine Mm mm-hmm Sounds about right. Yeah, I was on the bus and kids were kind of like talking about like like penis sizes and like vaginas and like the differences because up until that point, I thought girls had a 
penis that came out of their like rear and that's why girls need to sit down um to go to the bathroom <laughs> yeah that's I, that was, so that was cute <laughs> my mind worked things out but i remember like me and this boy went to like the back of the bus and like he put his coats like over us and he was like all right we're gonna pull them out and like show each other and I'm just like this feels weird but at the same time I just did it and then like mine was like a little bit bigger than his and he's like can i touch it and i was like mm, i don't think so because for some reason my body's throwing up a red flag here but probably after that it wouldn't be until i was about 12 or 13 and um my cousin brought a towel back from vegas and it had a naked woman on it and i was like i think that's probably the first pair of boots i've seen yeah <laughs> i was good enough at the time I like I, now I think about it, I was like, it was just a towel. Did, but, okay, but were you touching yourself then? Did you masturbate to that towel? At a point, yeah, I did. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I don't think until I was about 13, oh. I had, like, masturbated for the first time because my uncle had always told me, like, don't masturbate, you'll get addicted to masturbating. I knew a friend who got addicted to masturbating, and so I had a big fear behind it. And anytime I would like watch porn or get turned on, I would just like hold my dick, but I didn't actually like stroke or like masturbate because I thought that if like I came, then I would be addicted to masturbating. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So was that the first time that you had the idea to touch yourself or where did that start? How did that, I mean, obviously you touched yourself. Like when you go to the bathroom, whatever. But you know what I mean, masturbation. Sure, yeah, because I would think probably right before I turned thirteen, I had my like first wet dream, uh-huh. and like I had to ask my uncle, like, yeah, so you like you, you can't wet the bed and it be sticky, right? And he is like, no, you, you have like you, your soldiers are working now, like you're, they're like your the factory is open. They, and I was just like, what? He's like, your sperm works. And I was okay. like, oh. Oh, and then after that point, I was like, okay, maybe I should kind of find out what sex is, like, learn more. And so I started watching, like, porn and stuff and, like, kind of was trying to understand, like, okay, this is how you have sex. Mm-hmm. And would get turned on. It was just like, okay, I can touch it because this feels good, but can't get too carried away because I don't want to get addicted to masturbating. Yeah. Yeah. And now the thing I was like, yeah, you're already a little freak the amount you watch porn, but yeah, you just didn't come. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great and point. It was terrible the first time like I actually came. I um just did it by accident. Like I just got like really into touching myself and kinda just like maybe if I like try jerking it but don't like come, it'll be okay. And then it happened and there was like so much that I like I probably haven't came that much in like a long time like i just got out of my pants they were uh like i had pretty much created crimes can, can you paint the full picture for us like where were you were any family members in danger of catching you or like what no my mom had left the house because okay. she to help with another family member and i was just sitting it and my like clothes after school and was in the guest bedroom where we kept the computer and just was going to town because <laughs> I was like, okay, my mom's out of the house for this amount of time. 
time I have this amount of time to enjoy myself and use the computer. So I'm just going to try to make this real fast. And then I like, I think I was watching some weird, like, pirate video where, like, yeah, it was like a bad, like, remake of Pirate Pirates the Caribbean. I love that. And I would be so into that. I, oh my God. I love Pirates of the Caribbean. And I would be into it. It was like a weird, like, a porn version. Yeah. Oh, I would be so into that. Oh, it, it like it rocked my boat when I was a little kid. <laughs> so it was perfect. And as a kid, how were you finding porn? I know that you're a bit younger than I am, so it's more accessible. But did you just like Google it, or where did did you hear about it at school? At first, I tried to Google it, but then it was just like everything you had to either pay for. I was worried about viruses, mm-hmm. and so I used LimeWire. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then how would you search on it? Uh, pretty much just XXX or okay. pretty much whatever nude girl or whatever would pop up. That I would just be like, all right, it's porn. As long as I can see a nude girl, this is pretty much just going to download it and see what I get. But for I had like my own little hidden folder within a folder within a folder or on like the computer. And then... I remember I did stop like masturbating for a while because my mom eventually found that folder. Oh shit. Oh shit. Yeah. What did she say? What did she do? Oh, it was it was so bad cuz she had my uncle help her because she couldn't figure out how to use the computer. So she and he tried to like steer away from the folder like he was like, "Okay, I've gone through a couple folders. I bet this is it. Let me try to like help him out and it didn't work." So she woke me up. It was like 2 in the morning. And she's just like, I found your folder. And she like really shamed me about it. And oh. just all the like, kind of like, this is what you like. And this is what hey, you're into. Because uh, she picked like the most random video out of all the normal videos that I had on there. And it was a girl putting a banana in her vagina. And I was just like, that one? Come on. Like, but also that's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I mean, it's hilarious. And I was just like, I didn't know what anything was called at that point and just knew that I was just like, it's interesting to me because yeah. she's masturbating and it's just like inventive. Yeah. How old were you? Uh, I'm still all when I was about 13. Okay. Yeah. And it was pretty much just from there, me kind of experimenting with the first girlfriend I had and that was her kind of pushing things like and uh, moving things along. I was real gentlemanly and huh. like, you know, didn't want to push myself on her or anything like that. But she was just kind of like talking to me one day after school and she just started moaning. And I was just like, are you? And she was just like, uh-huh. Uh, I was just like, so should I? Yeah, you should definitely pull your dick out and start choking it while we're on the phone. And I remember I was just like, I shouldn't do this because my mom's in the kitchen cooking dinner. Yeah. But I had like no no qualms about it after I was hard. And I was just like, like yeah, I'm gonna go in the bathroom and we'll, we'll be on the phone. And that's pretty much how I like started like getting into phone sex because we would like always like text and i would text out like long descriptive messages of what i wanted to do to her and like i was a complete little perv and she definitely brought it out of me and 
we would like, <laughs> she was like a, a teacher's pet kind of. So we would stay after school and teachers would just leave us alone mm-hmm. and assume the best. And I, I would just be like, no, you, you do understand what she is. And like, no. And we would just, she would just like scoop me up and take me into the back room. And I'm just like, well, I have no control over this situation, but I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> oh my God. Can you please give us details? Also, how old were you during this relationship? 13. We were in like eighth grade. You had phone sex? Like, I couldn't even. What? And, and I just pretty much went off like kind of what I, the better parts of what I saw in porn and kind of different things that I read. Because at a point, I kind of got bored with porn after I like actually found like porn sites or like erotica and i was just like i like using my imagination better and plus when people write they have like they have better stories so i i got more into erotica than just like actually watching porn and and so it kind of helped me with that and also i had just a big imagination so that's amazing that's amazing so before your mom catching you with porn i just want to fill in this gap did you get a sex talk aside from your uncle telling you about soldiers at home? After she caught me, I did. And it was real. My mom is a nurse, so it was real medical. Uh-huh. Same. Yep. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, but you're not telling me. Like, you're. this is really uncomfortable, one, because you're my mom. But, two, and I don't know why that is. Like, with young boys, it's just uncomfortable, like, have your mom, like, in your business about your body and your like, sexuality, I think it's mostly because you don't want to see your mom as a sexual creature or uh-huh. a, a human being. But yeah, it was just the weirdest thing for me. I didn't, I was just like, I'll, I'll figure it out. Like, because you're not, one, I want your help. And two, you're not really helping me. You're just pretty much saying, don't get anyone pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. like, I can manage that. <laughs> I'm pretty smart. I'm like, I think I'm smart enough to manage that. Okay, so back to this relationship that you had with this girlfriend who was pouncing on you when teachers left the room. How far did you guys go together? We went up to about everything but third base. Okay. And that's because I was religious at the time. I was like, you know, no sex until marriage or, you know, so at least I'm like really sure I'm going to marry somebody or something like that. And so I was just like, fine for her. So there are three separate stories with that, where um, one time we were in my teacher's biology room and she took me into the back room that we had where there was like an extra sink and we just pretty much dry humped. And that was like probably the first time I came with another person. Like, and I was just like, yeah, this is, this is fun. Was it inside your pants? Just for details. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. It's like we were still fully clothed. Okay. And yeah, I was just like, well, I have to walk around with this all yeah. day. It's not comfortable. <laughs> um, not comfortable, but does that stuff turn you on at all? Because like my kinky submissive self, like as an adult, I wouldn't have felt this as a child, but as an in your adult brain now, if you have like sex grossness on you, are you into that or would you prefer a shower? Yeah. I- would actually have to say i'm kind of into it now like i'm not sure about like other guys like come yeah like i'm i'm on a fence with that but definitely like girls squirting and 
like female juices and I I'm all about so okay. I'm it's like yeah, I can take a shower in that. <laughs> totally. Okay, just curious. Okay, so dry humping and first time I got a blowjob was from her and we graduated eighth grade. Graduated and we went to her house for like cake and ice cream and stuff and I was really surprised my mom doesn't let me go to anyone's house and mm-hmm. I was just like, Oh well, fine. Like she's talking to her mom, you know. My mom's talking to her, her sister and her best friend were there. And then we were all playing down in the basement. And then she like took me back up to the stairs. And then she like shut the door and held it with her hand and like took my pants off and started giving me head while she held the door. So her little sister and best friend couldn't get out of the basement. And, and I could lean my head back and look into the kitchen where my mom and her mom were sitting. Oh, my God. And I was just like, please, just, this is insane. You know you're crazy, right? Like, She's and, a sex freak. I like her. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think she's that. Well, one thing I skipped over, I think she's most of the reason why I'm, like, into insertion. Because uh-huh. she used to tell me about how she would, like, mash big highlighters while we would talk. Whoa. And I would start to get more and more interested, like, what else? can you like put in there that feels like the dick that or is dick shape that would feel good yeah and, but into the blowjob story i ended up coming in her mouth and she swallowed yeah. and i was because i and i was like i tried to warn her and i was because i was like heard that that was kind of a thing that like dudes come and don't warn the other person and they don't like that so i was just like no i'm, I'm about to like stop and she's just like no and This is, I was like, I, wow. <laughs> How did you feel about it? Can you remember? I remember feeling really good. I remember feeling really nervous, but like also just like tingles like all over my body in the sense of just not knowing then, but that being turned on yeah. and just like really excited and like the, you might get caught, but I'm having a great time. Like you get caught having a great time time who doesn't want to get caught having a great time (laughs) she also knew how to squirt and it's like we were like you know 13 14 at the time so i remember a time that we like because we used to go in the elevator our school had like a little service elevator and we would kind of get permission to go on it if we like needed to do something or after school no one was like paying attention so we definitely got on it and I remember one time she was like giving me head, but then afterwards I stopped and I was like, I want to do you. I want to give you head. And I started eating her out and she started squirting. And at first I didn't like know what it was. Yeah. And I like, I, I was like, this isn't pee. I was like, cause this doesn't taste like pee, but this is like, like if she like really came, this is this is super hot because for me it was like you know women say they come or you know like a big thing when i was growing up is like you don't know when a girl comes because she can just tell you she did and she faked it yeah but there's not really a any like denying it when you squirted so i don't know uh, i've squirted without coming i found that out when i got older but as a kid not knowing that i was just like if she squirts that means she like came so oh, yeah. 
I mean, I guess that makes sense because you're drawing the parallels. But there was like, she like squirted a lot to the point where like the bottom of the elevator was like a puddle. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah, it's just like, I'm, <laughs> I was like, I think I did a good job. <laughs> also, what are we going to do about this? Like, puddle. I was just like, yeah, we're just going to bail. Yeah, that's dope. Get on the buses, act like nothing happened, and just ride away. Ride away. 100%. (laughs) Did you know what you were doing? It sounds like you knew what you were doing. Was it from watching porn, from reading? Yeah, pretty much from reading and watching porn. And yeah, uh, the only time I caught someone else having sex was one of my friends around the neighborhood. His older brother was having sex and like they had locked me out of the room so I didn't know at first and I didn't even put two and two together. I was just like, oh, he must be busy doing something and the door is locked and he needs his privacy. Mm-hmm. And then his little sister was like, oh, he's in there with the girl. And I was like, oh. And as I left, his younger brother came in and was like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm leaving. He's obviously doing something and he's like no no just come with me and grab me and push me and down the stairs and like hey just kicked in the door and oh my I gosh topless girl on top of my friend and i'm just like well i'm sorry this because <laughs> i was like i i wasn't supposed to be here for this no one me no one in this room except you two was supposed to be here for this were they mad or what they do uh, she flew off of him and like went hiding under the bed and he was, Aww. he was pretty pissed, but he, he understood that I was just the innocent bystander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got pushed. Wow. Those are some great early experiences. So what, what did your dating life look like as you continued? I mean, that also, you just started off. So gosh, I can't even finish a sentence. I'm so wowed. <laughs> How did your sexual self unfold with all of those really intense early experiences? I was a real sexual kid. Like, I'd always been, like, into girls, even, like, even when I was younger, because I think I had my first kiss when I was, like, four years old. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was just, knew I liked being around women, and I liked women. And so I would, like, talk to girls, and kind of, I didn't really understand that, oh, if you, like, want to be sexual with somebody, that you need to be in a relationship with them. But it was more of, like, I was happy. Well, I was, like, happy with the person I was with but didn't also understand abuse at the time and that that person was really abusive and that my friends were like telling me to get away from them oh really yeah like where it would just be like we were in the hallway and she would hit me to the point where it's like you could hear the echo down the hallway (laughs) I didn't think it was I was just like I'm a guy I'm supposed to take it oh yeah Uh, uh, so after getting out of relationship with her I dated another girl and she was actually bipolar and I tried to be real understanding and think that, you know, I could handle it, but you're still like 13, 14, like you're not equipped to handle that. And so I was, you know, kind of delivering myself into believing that and didn't really work out. We just kind of eventually decided to part ways. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I had a girl that I knew for a long time, and my mom was friends with her aunt, and one day we uh, went to church, but uh, it was like a 
kind of a bit of weird, like being in a different church and everything. And she also had to go to work later. So now we were leaving early. And so everyone was still in like the um, congregation and we had already stepped outside of the church. And I kind of told her, I was like, you know, the Lord wasn't the only thing that was rising uh, in church. Like you look pretty nice. And, and she just gave me a, like a casual like laugh. And she was like a year or two older than me. Like, hey, it was just like, come on, just come with me. And so I was a little apprehensive about it at first because I was just like, not in church. <laughs> um, but we went back into like the nursery where no one was at. Oh my gosh. Uh, she had her son with her and she did, he was already asleep. So she like put him over to the side and we started making out and like I was giving her head. And that unfortunately is where she like, I was just kind of like, you know, that that's it. Like, I don't, you know, I still am religious. I don't want to have sex. And she just kept pushing the issue and pushing the issue and oh. like forced me down and got on top of me. And I was just like, this isn't like what I wanted. And like her son was like directly like right next to me. And I was just like, yeah, I'm really uncomfortable. This can get off me. And she wouldn't. And then I ended up like coming inside of her. And that was like, how I lost my virginity. Oh my gosh. How, how did you process that? Uh, it was weird. Honestly, I honestly didn't even come to the realization of that being non-consensual and being anything even like rape yeah. until I was like 20. Yeah. Uh, and that was like when I was 14. But I remember afterwards I went to my church and it was just kind of like really distraught because I was like religiously like I'm going to hell. Yeah. I know I'm like there's no other option. Like I had yeah. sex in church, yeah. um, and like feeling like there this was like just not right. Like I didn't want to like do any of this. And I didn't like want to come in you. And like afterwards, I'm like, hey, can you get my come out of you? And you're like, no, that makes me feel uncomfortable. And yeah. I uh, told a deacon and cause I was just like, I don't know what to do. So I kind of told him about it yeah. and told him the situation. And, um, I remember his first response was, ah, oh, she tore that ass up. Didn't she? She, uh, you loved it. And oh. I literally felt something like snap in my brain at that point. Can you say and more? I like just didn't know what to do where I was just like, Oh, guess I was supposed to like it, you know, like, I know rape is a thing, but it can't happen to a guy. Mm. Like, you no, know, I can even look in the dictionary and it says when a man forces himself on a woman, there's no reverse. So I was just like, I guess I, that's what I was supposed to like. Mm. That was supposed to, I was supposed to be into. And it was literally kind of like a, like, 50 shades situation of like the main character where I didn't really want to ever do anything or talk to her again. But whenever she can't called, I came because mm. I didn't know like any better. I just was like, that's the person, you know, who I've had sex with. Anytime I talk to another girl, I get turned down. So, you know, wow. uh, whatever she wants, I guess, you know, I'll do. 
it would be times where it's like we would have sex and I'm just like did and like my body physically making the reactions that I didn't want to and like I stopped liking perceiving blowjobs because it just felt uncomfortable the way that she would do it. It felt uncomfortable like having sex where then her wanting me just immediately get hard again and like forcing like throwing porn in my face and like, you know, just like get it hard and just like do it. Yeah. And I'm just this this just isn't right. <laughs> yeah. But didn't know how to like say no at the time. And it was just like weird where I was just like it didn't matter where it's like even one of my like cousins like closest friends was like in the car when uh she was like picking me up and driving me out of my house and like it didn't matter like if I was like busy or at school and like if as long as it was lunch hour I could get a moment she like was like come outside man I'm picking you up. Wow. So how long did that last? And how did you extract yourself from that situation? Or how did it, what happened? What else happened? Well, it was really weird because it was like, I tried to like make it into a relationship mm-hmm. where I was like, you know, send her good morning texts and, you know, ask her how our day is. And she's just like, why you do that? Stop doing that. Like, stop, you're annoying me. Stop sending me good morning texts. She said that to you? Yeah. Wow. And it would just be like, I never like, I think I don't ever like really got into a relationship with anyone else because I kind of always felt like she had a like a hold over me mm-hmm. and I didn't want to put anyone else in that position where I don't feel like I can control myself or like it like I might cheat on you basically. Yeah. yeah, I can relate to that. And so it like lasted like off and on all throughout like high school and it was just a crappy situation because it would be like this person like trying to like steal stuff from me or like take stuff like without me knowing and then my mom forced me to go to prom with this person because they lied and were like you know he said he was gonna go with me and i already got a dress and that and my mom just yelling at me and like shaming me like you said you were gonna go with this girl and i'm just like but you don't understand <laughs> yeah that sounds hard. How wh- how did you take care of yourself? How were you, like, what did you do? I remember I pretty much broke it off where it was, like, after prom, I was just kind of like, she, I know she wanted to, like, take me to a hotel and everything. And I was just like, nah, I'm, like, not feeling well. Like, just take me home. And she was pissed. Yeah. But I was just like, I'm done. <laughs> and even after that, I got to like a low point where like she got me to come back, but like her mom walked in on us and her mom has known me since I was like a baby. So I was just like, yeah, this, this right here done. Mm -hmm." Okay. So it took her mom walking in on you guys. And the thought process of like, your mom has been here this entire time. and You haven't been quiet. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where I, like, I'm real in particular with, like, the women that I date, like, even, like, ones that had kids, especially because of her, because she had, like, in my opinion, like, no, like, yeah, just did barely enough to, like, not look like a bad parent, where it's just, like, okay, we're having sex, and I just walked out ass naked in the hallway, and your son just opened the door, and I'm just standing there. 
parents. So, like, it's just like that would happen. She just like brushed it off. And I'm just like, this isn't okay. Like, none of anything that's going on is okay. Yeah. But still not understanding, like, how to, like, really say no. Yeah. Well, how, I mean, how could you? You were so young and you don't have the tools. Like, I'm still figuring that out as a 31-year-old. Also, that real, that toxic masculinity, just powering it of, like, you're a dude, right? You're yeah. supposed to, you're getting sex, right? You're supposed to be happy with that. And not really understanding, like, wanting to be with someone. Because I think I really only, like, was talking to her originally before all this happened was because I didn't see myself being good enough for like the original girl that I like was head over heels for. And I heard that she had had sex already. And I was like, well, I can't talk to her now because she's had sex and I don't want to be bad at it. And, you know, I don't want to just be a virgin. So I was like, I'll find someone else and maybe like down the road and like, we'll like meet back up. And, yeah, it just went downhill from there. Wow. How, if at all, do you feel like that experience, that really formative early sexual experience, first two-part question, how do you feel like it affected the rest of your life during that time? And then how do you feel like it affected your future sex life? Uh, it affected my like life in a real crappy way where I just was depressed all the time on top of I think it, like, made me ill-equipped to handle, like, bullying and, like, standing up for myself just in general. Mm. Uh, Like, I was a real active person and was, like, a real leader if no one talked to me. Like, if you let me, like, make all the plans and, like, direct everybody, cool. But as soon as there's a bit of opposition, I'll probably fold. So, uh, it's been, like, a long time just getting over that. And then sexually it pretty much started my king side as far as like understanding Dom and submissive and like she would like pretty much do whatever she wanted as far as like king of like probably trying to like I remember one time she even like tried to put a brush up my ass and I'm just like a brush like a like which like a, end not pointy okay but, uh yeah just the handle okay. um wow. but just remember not feeling comfortable with it because I didn't understand like homosexuality at the time or like anything. I was just like, pretty much the only thing I know about this is if you put stuff in your butt, you're gay. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel comfortable with this, Mm -hmm. but her one do it. And then like shame me because of course there was poop on the brush. Cause I was like, I've never done anything anally. And it's like, I didn't know prep before this. It's just something that she said you wanted to do at the drop of a hat. And then she shamed you for it, for the messy. Ah. Yep. I just want to give you a hug. It's really hard. Oh, oh I appreciate that so much. Oh man. Yeah. So can you can you or is there anything else you want to say about the experience? Just that, you know, talk well like like for everyone, just talk about consent yeah. and like from both parties because just because we're guys doesn't mean that you know we know what we're doing or know how to be the most confident just and it's a dangerous thing to just be like be confident because that turns into aggro of just bravado and it can be a dangerous thing where you don't 
listen to your partner because you're just like, I'm right because I'm a guy or I'm, you know, this is the person I have to be and you let toxic masculinity fuel you. Yeah. So from there, how did you craft a sex life if, okay, well, I don't want to put words in your mouth. What's your current relationship with your sex life? Like, how would you describe it? No, I would say I'm in a much better place, a lot more in tune. And like, that's why I'm grateful for the partner that I have now because I've like explained all this to them and start talking to them about like all my experiences and kind of what I've been through and actually talking to them about like, hey, I'm uncomfortable when you do this. Like, mm-hmm. this is, makes me feel this way. All right, this kind of is a little triggering and they're perfectly fine with just being like, I'm not going to baby you, but. I will respect your boundaries. And so amazing. Like, she it's understands fine. the difference between me being like, stop, uh, like, you know, you're hitting my ass, you're hitting my ass in like the middle of the store and people are watching or you keep doing it repeatedly while I'm naked right after we had sex. <laughs> and she like understands like that. I'm like, stop and kind of getting a little frustrated. And, but that means like, I can still keep going. I can still keep messing with them yeah. versus like doing something. And I have that like, straight they stop yeah uh, and she like is great with understanding that and not getting too close to those boundaries and always asking me outside of sex just hey when we were doing such and such were you uncomfortable because i felt this way or you know you felt that way and i just be like i may have felt that way or you know i may have been a little uncomfortable here or there but you know now that we're talking about it, it makes me feel more confident that you are like, even paying attention to me and understanding my body because like from that experience i really didn't take any consideration to my own pleasure mm-hmm. it was pretty much a goal to just like how many times can i make a girl come yeah. like how can i just make sure that she doesn't tell her friends like i was a bad fuck or that you know my dick i was like even self-conscious about my dick because that person was like yeah your dick is kind of long but it's not like thick okay and I was just like, well, do I have a big dick? Do I not have a big dick? I'm black. I'm supposed to have a big dick. This is kind of like making me freak out a little bit. Yeah. And then it, it's funny because it's like any other girl that I've dated or like that people that I've like talked to and like had sexual encounters with, I'll have trouble like fitting into them. Or they tell me like, yeah, you have a huge dick. Like, yeah, I'm just like, I, I don't believe you. Because um, it's like that, like, got so heavily ingrained where it's just like, do I? But yeah, yeah, I do. But mm. so, yeah, it affected me in a ton of ways. But I think I started, like, actually dating again probably around, like, 16, 17. Mm-hmm. And I had a girlfriend where we would, like, hang out. And, like, I was always, like, really into exhibitionist, like, stuff because I couldn't do anything at home. And it was just, like, if we were out at the movie theaters or out at the mall, I was, like, definitely trying to get in her pants. Yeah. (laughs) And I remember, like, one time, and I was, like, so into, like, people watching this, too, because I remember one time I was, like, pressing the inside of her thigh because I knew that was, like, a spot for her. And... By, like she was wearing leggings and by the time like we got done talking to our friends and like it was like she's like i have to excuse myself and go to the bathroom you know? 
I have like a straight like line of moisture like down my leg. It's just like I'm gonna go check and make sure she needs help or not. (laughs) But we never like had sex. We just like because I wasn't like the biggest thing on my mind. Like I like seeing girls out, and I like maybe fingering or like didn't even really like blowjobs anymore at that point. But I was just if I can like get you to come or like eat you out i'm happy but yeah i she ended up cheating on me unfortunately oh my god what the fuck the universe is dropping crazy experiences on you that's a lot yeah but i i'm just like my life is a sitcom and you're doing <laughs> lovers this episode is sponsored by blue chew if you were listening to this You are probably like me, and you love sex. And you also know that fantastic sex takes more than just a boner. But if that's all that's missing in your connection with your partner, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. You know, that's my favorite. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with the awkwardness that exists because physicians are not often given great guidance about how to talk about sensitive personal things like boner softness, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Bluetooth tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. With Blue Chew, penis owners everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. And you know I love a good package. And I have to say, am I allowed to say this? It was very hot when I had a partner who I already had a good, trusting, open relationship. He'd been working on his anxiety, cutting down on screens, meditating, he quit smoking, he started exercising regular, cutting out processed foods, all of that stuff. He was just of a certain age, and I'll just say, the night that he told me he was making his package arrive, it was a very super hot extra layer of turn-on for me personally. So if it's for you, this is a super convenient resource. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com, chew it, and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That's BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Will you share with us, What do you, do you want to talk about it? Feelings? Yeah, How did it affect um, you? Where'd you go from there? How did you ever uh, prioritize your own pleasure? Yeah, it's, I definitely want to stress that not to follow my path because I let it turn me into a little bit of a bad person mm-hmm. and just being hurt and, you know, having, not even having that person have the respect to like tell me or like let me know I just didn't speak to this person for a week and it was just like, okay, you're not responding to any of my calls or texts. It's, this is, this is really weird. And then to get a phone call from her older sister and be like, yeah, so my dad walked in on her having sex with a 34-year-old dude. And oh. she was 17 at the time and I was 16. And, and yeah, the situation oh. got much crazier from there. And, I was just, and she's like, you're such a nice guy and you're so amazing. But yeah, you don't deserve this. And I remember feeling like just resentful because I wanted to break up with her at a point and I was just like 
No, because your grandmother just died. Oh, and it yeah. Would be so crappy if I told you that I wanted to break up with you and your grandmother just died. So I'll stick it out. And that's where I kind of learned my secret move of like, I don't know how to exit relationships myself. So I'll just become a piece of crap. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, he doesn't do anything for me like he used to, or he, you know, doesn't make me feel the way he used to, or he just kind of like annoys me. And it's like, I don't think I want to be in this. And I'm just like, oh man, so terrible. Right. I'm just like, it took long, it took longer than I expected, but I'm just like, yeah, that's not the right way to go about things either. Yeah. Even like girls that I like messed around with and did stuff with, because that's why I also really started to discover my dom side right, from that, where I was just like strictly like no relationships. I would mess around with girls at school. I remember one time I had a girl that was kind of like my sub. I had her put a pin inside her vagina and take a very specific route that I had mapped out through the school. Uh-huh. And the, like, the goal was just to see like how wet she was by like the time she got to the bathroom at like the end of the trail. And it was like one of those old like paper mate gel pins. Uh-huh. And it was like thick, creamy, like white, like all in the inside by the time she got oh there. my god just to clarify you're still in high school at this point yeah that is that incredibly was... creative and f- sounds very fun yeah <laughs> like it was like just that control i yeah. think and like kind of power yeah i felt at the time that was helping me grab a grasp on something that i didn't know i was like falling from and there's just always like experience like I even like would hook up with my like first girlfriend because we still were going to school together. And I remember just having a sense of pride, even though like I knew everybody knew what it was because I would let her, like, we would go in the bathroom and I would eat her out all the time and she would like cover like my top half and squirt pretty much. And I would just be like, cool. Like I'll just feel like I spilled water on myself or something that the teacher asked. But I definitely smell like cum right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Also, I'm just reflecting. I'm like laughing because I had such a different high school experience. I was so horny and had no sex. I was terribly horny. And I let pretty much everyone know it. Where it was bad. Where like people, I had a slight reputation. <laughs> but I remember I even texted a friend. Like and that wasn't even like a play partner or anything but i was just like this is such a ridiculous day like i'm so grateful that i have like this extra testosterone or whatever because i forgot my belt and i'm just holding my boner up i'm holding up with my boner and she's like what and liz looked back at me in the classroom and i just shook her head just with disgust and i was just like what do you expect of me like you know me Do you feel like that label affected your behavior or like other people's perceptions of your sexual self kind of like encouraged a certain type of behavior? Like if I understood you correctly, like other people perceived you as a sexual being, right? Yeah. Do you feel like that made you like lean into that part of yourself more? 
think so, because I also wanted to just kind of like help people. Okay. Where it was just like I always wanted like everyone like if someone came to me and had a sex question, I was super happy about it because I was just like, I want everyone to have awesome experiences yes. and I want to stop complaining about each other. A man after I, my own heart. That was the big thing with me was like media of just like one how fake porn is. Two, of just how in like normal shows, especially around like the, you know, early 2000s and 90s, like women only complain about men, how boneheaded they are and how they're not in touch with their bodies. And I'm just like, it was real weird for me because I, I was just like, I don't want to be that person. I, and that's pretty much what like encompassed my whole sexuality of like, I just don't want to be that guy. Yeah. And that's why I was like, I don't care about my own pleasure. I don't really care about, you know, getting off myself. I just want to make sure that you think that I'm good <laughs> and that I that you came. Yeah. And it was also really weird that girls didn't, for me, because I always like assumed that girls were more experienced, not in fact, like maybe had more partners, but just like they were older and more mature. So mm. mentally, they probably done more. And yeah, girls just never knew their bodies when I would, like, be with them. And I just be like, does this feel good? Do you like when I do this? It, like, how about this? And it's just like, well, I don't know, and I don't know, and yeah, maybe. And I'm just like, come on, you got to give me something, yeah. like, more. Like, like I don't know, because yeah. I'm actually trying to, like, understand you. And it was also a lot of pressure, because just being that type of person it seemed like after it seemed like this person who originally kind of like abused me had like trained me and that i was trying to like i guess not pass that training on but i was still just like it was part of who i was at that point and, and i was like can't not be dominant and not be aggressive but at the same time i'm very intuitive and like i don't want to put someone and make someone feel the way I felt and that automatically it seemed like made girls want to date me like after and it never was like a oh you just want to date me off my personality like we talked we hung out we liked each other it's like no I pretty much like convinced you to like have sex with me or like to like let me like eat you out or do something and after that point then it's like hmm you do have really good qualities in person let me lock you down as a boyfriend and it's like no 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 because i don't like you you may have liked what i did but you don't actually like me as a person wow yeah oh my god yeah how does that make you feel how does like feeling into that like how does that affect you also thank god that you were aware of that yeah it made me real in this like in between place with women where I was just like, I understand kind of how you feel, but at the same time, a lot of women that, you know, are just being just as much as boneheaded dudes that are just like, oh, she doesn't like me, she must be a lesbian. And like just as much as those boneheaded dudes are hurting you know, women and hurting men's reputations, women that are judgmental and like, oh, I you know, I just demand that a man be this way or that way. Let me check off these boxes. And then once I check off enough boxes, I'm going to lock it down. Like, that is scary, too, because it's like I don't have the freedom to just 
get to know you. And now you've tied up a part of my personality in a requirement of like, oh, you have to do X, Y, and Z before you can express yourself fully. And it's basically what I'm hearing. And where if a girl is like, and it's like, I don't want a girl to ever feel like, oh, you have to have sex with me before I'll even consider dating you. But it's kind of like, I at least want to know if we're compatible. Totally. And it's going to suck if I did all this befriending you and learning about you, and then we're not compatible uh, sexually, and then I'm just unhappy. Yeah. Lovers, we're going to take a quick pause to talk about self-care again. So. In your current self-care routine, are you paying enough attention to your butthole? Do you even have a self-care ritual for your butthole? If all you're doing is shoving a finger or a plug in there once in a while or sandpapering it with industrial toilet paper like I was because that's all I could get back at the beginning of April and now I have so much of it, ask yourself, is that good enough for you? And it's hard to believe that when we go to the bathroom in this country, most of us sandpaper our butts with wiping instead of a gentle wash. For years, bidets have been available, but hideous expensive, costing thousands of dollars. Luckily, you don't need to be wealthy to afford the luxury of a 24-7 clean ass. For just $79, you too can live like a queen or a king, or, or just royalty in general, with the Hello Tushy bidet attachment. It attaches to your existing toilet, requires no electricity or additional plumbing, and cuts toilet paper use by 80%. So the Hello Tushy bidet pays for itself in a few months. Because with Hello Tushy, you don't wipe it all. Even the best two-ply just can't cut it when it comes to that hands-free poop experience. And I hate toilet paper also that's too soft. I have too rough. I have too soft. Hello Tushy is kind of like the Goldilocks, but better. It's like if Goldilocks were a slip and slide. So you get to ditch paper products and uncomfortable chafing. You know, butt chafing, it's the worst. Even... <laughs> When you switch to the soothing, cleansing stream of water from a Hello Tushy bidet attachment. And every Hello Tushy bidet attachment comes with a 60-day risk-free guarantee and a 12-month warranty. So you can join millions of happy Hello Tushy customers right now and have a clean butthole with every flush. But just to clarify, you control the stream. It's not like you flush and then it squirts up. I think they should reword that, honestly. It's really fun. <laughs> And it's so fun to play around with the angle and to like, I don't know, it's sort of like reminds me of those arcade games where you like squirt and you try to squirt in the center so the face thing falls over and you get a prize except it's your butthole and you're just washing yourself. Yeah, it's made my quarantine truly wonderful. <laughs> and so now all I need is someone to come through on OkCupid to be really into butt stuff for me to feel like I really am getting the most out of it. Go to hellotushy.com slash fantasy to get 10% off. This is a special offer for our listeners. Go to hellotushy.com slash fantasy for 10% off. Hellotushy.com slash fantasy. I think that's too a matter of personal priorities because I did have a friend say to me, well-intentioned, well-meaning, last fall when I was first trying to date post-former master. And they were like, you know, I think you're just like leading with sex too much. You know, like, I think you really need to, like, if you want a relationship, it was a woman <laughs> using a voice kind of like this. If you want a relationship, it's like, you know, you need to focus and just, like, prioritize someone you like. And I looked at them and I was like, I like sex way more than you do. Like, that doesn't work for me. I don't want to be in a relationship where sex is the afterthought. And I don't want to have, if, 
I want to find out. I want to have sex with them. And if they don't respect me because we've had sex, I'll weed them the fuck out. Like, that's a great way to discover it. And, and that's never happened to me. You know, what, what happens more often is people are like, I like you. You're so sparkly. And then they, they try to, I'm like, okay, but here's my actual personality. And they're like, Oh, that's weird. You know, like, so I, I just feel like I can relate to so much of what you're no, saying. And I think you're so like, even like socially, I remember I dated girls that weren't like the prettiest or, you know, they may be heavy set or whatever, but I was like, I actually like this. Yes. Person. Um, and it's just like, I'm not going to get, I, it sucks, but it's like, I might fawn over and kind of be like attracted to the girl that wears tight clothes and lets your cleavage hang out. Uh, and you can see your thong but it's just like i know i'm not going to get along with you i know i'm not going to be able to talk like a nerd around you but you will accept all the other parts of me that are like you know scholastic and the sports jockey in me but i don't want to be just a bonehead yeah can you tell us about your own pleasure and when you started it sounds like you have explored it more and perhaps prioritized it more does that feel accurate or can you tell us in, in your words so i'm not putting words in your mouth because i really want to know how you discovering these kinks and getting into them more and i want to hear about your giantess fetish oh i was just about to die <laughs> like i want to know all of these things about you um definitely the giantess fetish started from the time of me and me being like real young like probably four or five oh. like watching the magic school bus and <sighs> Ah, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is my favorite show. Right next to Scooby Doo. Yes. But yeah, when they would like shrink and there would be like another person in the room, I just would get the strangest feeling down below and I was just like, I don't understand what this tingling feeling is, but it happens literally every time there's a giant woman on the screen. Whoa. And then I found like an actual like porn star that was like, you know, independent and like making their own like giantess porn. And I just like got obsessed with it and just want and like reading erotica because it's just like it's nothing that can actually happen in real life. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just something about I guess being in a helpless i guess position to a woman who is like normally perceived as helpless but she's in this ultimate sense of like power like the goddess yeah so it's just i guess appreciating a woman that way just like is what really gets me going about it but like i'm all into like insertion of like yeah so you, it's like your your body's literally for her pleasure like her to put a guy inside of her and be like, you know, pleasure me, like wiggle around, do this and that to like achieve my orgasm. And that's, that's so cool. Is it, how do you engage with it primarily? Like through written stuff or through visual, like are there visual things out there that are? There is more and more visual, like growing all the time. Like they'll have, different things from I think like cartoons uh, and like comics that I've seen and like even Pornhub like has been like expanding on that a lot uh, just like I think people who like make like 3D characters and stuff like have just gotten more into that but 
growing up, it was primarily just erotica. And I just find stories and find the right type of stories that like did it for me. Because yeah, I was never like into crushing or like power. And I was just like, man, it feels like, like I'm a bit of an outcast to this community that I found because I'm not into like two of the bigger things of what this community is into. But I'm just like, sexually, man, if I could find a woman that was like taller than me, hey, I would, I would be a babbling mess, but <laughs> I would love it. Have you ever been with a woman that's taller than you? How tall are you? Six, four. I, I'm like real close to that six, five, but six, four. So you would need like a real legit gigantic woman. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Wow. So. Is it even possible for you to bring it into your actual sex life, like in fantasy, or how, or how do you think about it? Also, I've tell actually, me if these are dumb questions because I just don't, no. because I don't always understand fetishes. Like, I've personally been thinking about it because, like, my submissive, I even told about it. I'm like, I don't tell anyone about this. And then she's like, well, you're going to tell me. Yeah, just like, well, I'm into giant women it's called macrophilia uh this that and the other and she's like she's like i'm not laughing like because i don't think it's goofy but the way my mind works it is making it goofy but i'm trying to understand it mm-hmm. and it's like it's fine because there's nothing that can i might put in through my head that this can't happen in real life but in the sense of like you know, maybe writing an erotic story with both of us as characters. Yeah. And having getting to imagine that and like read that before we do it, that'd be fun. But yeah, we're both very creative people, so I'm sure we're eventually gonna find something. That's so cool. Lovers, we are gonna take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor, and they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice. So I'm very excited and I'm gonna do my best. Did you know? The Flora app is a safe place to open up, embrace your desires, and find like-minded people. This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams, discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities, all thanks to Flora. As life's routines settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories, so they downloaded Flora and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Fleur's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages, until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. A shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Floor app celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Floor invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Floor now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. Would you get aroused, or tell me if this is a dumb question, but just to play fantasy for a minute, because I think it's so fun. Would you get aroused by, say, (laughs) 
like if there was a hypothetical if there were hypothetically a sexual theme park and like one of the i don't know attractions was like a giant woman you could like walk inside and i don't know it's somehow connected let's see how would this work in this would that do anything for you i don't know if it was like connected to the feelings of your partner somehow like if you were like inside this okay i don't know maybe i'm just being silly no no but i'm actually thinking of this now just like yeah if there's like some connection where you could like feel or see like the real reaction of your partner as you were like inside yeah Yeah. like i'm imagining a very high-tech robotic situation i guess like i I don't know in this theme park that i have been in quarantine too long so i'm just like thinking about sexual fantasies and like how could we have the best sex clubs and how could i make a sexual theme park but like if it you know if you're like inside wiggling around and then it like interacts with something in real life and you get like video of her reactions or something i don't know or maybe it's better to keep it not in real i don't That'd yeah. be hot because I, yeah. I feel like then then you can tap into the psychological component of it because you feel like like I me, I experienced so many of my like kinky sides as it's like my connected to my body I mean that's what sex is but like you know it's like tapping into that psychological thing is what allows me to feel the pleasure to relax enough to like enjoy I think it's like the just feeling like kind of minuscule and like being able to, I guess, have that sense of security yeah. and like a, a female, but because I'm more into like the gentle giants and stuff and like just the whole sexual aspect of it, because I know a lot of it is like kind of really dominance over men and like kind of comparing them to bugs and whatnot. But I'm just like, yeah, I'm not really into that. But mm-hmm. at the same time, as far as just pleasuring a woman and like submitting, totally into that oh my gosh that's so cool do you feel like well i guess if it started when you were little you didn't know how tall you were gonna be do you feel like though there's some part of you that wishes you could get thrown around in real life a little more like as a six foot four person nobody really throws you around right yeah and i'm like that's what's super fun about my submissive and her being a switch is because she kind of does There'll be like times where I'll be like, I'm going to do this. And she'll like grab me by the hips and like push me back. And I'm just like, but apparently I'm not. And we're going to stand here and make out for a little bit. That's hot. Will you talk more about your dynamic? Yeah, that's why I was like, it's really whoever wants to jump the other's bones and who feels like annoying who. (laughs) Because what she'll tickle me all the freaking time. And I hate it. I hate it so much. But I'm just like, you know, that's something that's going to get me to either get on top of you and being forceful with you yeah. and then i'm you know i'm not gonna get actually mad my most the most retaliation i have is kissing you yeah i like submissive side will be out and i'll just be like poking her and annoying her while she's doing something and she's like what like and just or i need to hand her something and i won't and i'm just like the toll is pretty much just a kiss once you get that through your head you can pretty much get anything from me Wait. but Am I understanding this correctly? You're like two switchy brats. You're like two that that then like take turns with control, but it's like through poking or like yeah. metaphorical poking. Yeah, pretty Whoa. much. Because and it's it's so weird to have this balance, and we both talked about that where it's like we've never like had anyone like each other, mm-hmm. and <laughs> she likes to sometimes makes jokes at my expense, but I definitely make age jokes at hers because <laughs> um, i was just like you're just robbing the cradle that's yes. shame 
And she says all the time where it's just like, you have a lot more going for you than a lot of dudes like my age. And I'm just like, yeah, because I'm not dumb. <laughs> I, it, like, I actually listen to people. I actually, like, you know, love to get people's stories and experiences. And that's why I, like, love sex so much. Cause, and it sucks because I'm just like you where I'm just like, yeah, we can talk about, like, whatever TV show or, you know, make small talk. I would rather talk about your sex life. Yeah. Like, not in the sense of, like, I want to be a part of it, but I would rather just, like, share sex stories. I would rather hear what you really care about. Like, I want to hear, and on that note, like, t- can you tell me the specifics of, like, what you're really into sex-wise? Yeah, like, mainly squirting. Love squirting. If I, like, a big fantasy for me is if I could have, like, a squirting, like, bukkake, like, just a line of women just, and me just be in the center of it or just at the end of that line and just let women come and squirt on me like that be like a dream (laughs) that's so cool also i'm hearing you say this and realizing i don't know if i've ever tried to squirt myself i feel like i probably could i would just have to practice so maybe that could come at the end of like a cool workshop tutorial (laughs) i used to like teach like every girl that I dated, I used to teach them how to squirt. Can you tell us? Can you tell us with words? Teach us with. <laughs> you hear what happens when I get excited? It's really about feeling. Uh, like one that I've seen, it's like, like your biggest roadblock is emotions. Like I see where if I can't make that person feel comfortable with me, like I don't feel self conscious about my body. I'm just focused on an orgasm right now. Yeah. And to like, also do with like on the physical aspect of like feeling a girl's g-spot and i've gotten as i've like you know gotten better with my body and like more comfortable also weed helps like i can feel a lot more and i can feel like feel a girl's g-spot with like the head of my dick and then i'm just like okay this is like the spot to rub against and if i get her to the point where she's like pushing me out i know that if i like just really go in on her clit then she's definitely gonna squirt because like i'm like you know you squirt well you squirt from like i believe like clenching the muscles and like pushing but it's more of that orgasm and like the starting to like build and like really get there of like how sensitive your clit is to it's always been just like a big thing for me to like understand how the female body works and like understanding like not what's myth and like how do you find the clit and how do you you know, massage it properly and not just be looking at it or just going at it with your fingers and your nails are scratchy against it. I'm like, I know that can't feel good. No. That's I try to be very careful with it. Not just like, I don't even like using fingers anymore. Like, no hands. Please, like, I'll just use my face. Okay. Can you tell us more about like what some of your first moves are with that face? Definitely like real slow tongue motions, like on like, thighs and my submissive loves biting so i just like go in biting your thighs and i'll leave bruises uh and then kiss and kind of put my whole mouth over her outer lips that's so hot it is that's that's my i think that's the hottest thing about going down on like you know rather than like going with a pokey tongue right away like working your way up and then doing the full lip thing i just think that's so hot <laughs> oh no, appreciate that. I was just like, yeah, that comes from you. It's really <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
myself loves when I eat her out. I'm mm-hmm. like, and I love doing it. I will be there for an hour or more. It just really depends on how long you let me. I don't think I could handle it that long. I do still have a thing about around receiving. Like part of the reason I've been thinking about this a lot lately is like my submissive submissive things are good for me because it lowers my anxiety level because that I have full trust that the person who's doing stuff to me wants to do whatever they're doing that I realized recently um, because I'm talking to a new lover and I was explaining to him how most of the time I struggle to believe at all that my partner is really into what they're doing and I just finally realized that that's the source of most of my sexual anxiety is because I have such responsive desire like I'm so sexual but it like depends on the person you know yeah i found someone who i'm like i can just be myself in there and like it became more of just like looking at boobs or the physical for me where the visual uh because after a point of like understanding that i was good at sex and that yeah i can eat girls out and other dudes don't do that like even when girls are like i don't like being eaten out and i i don't like i'm just like just just one one second and then it's like oh okay that's what that's supposed to feel like i'm like yeah Mm -hmm. someone actually knows what they're doing and wants to do it it feels good Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. can i ask are you and your submissive also in a romantic relationship we are not okay we uh, have talked about that and we both are at a point where um we like don't want to be an actual like boyfriend girlfriend relationship but she's my submissive and i call her my lady and i'm her sir mm. and you know i like help her out with her kid i help her out around the house and she helps me but and we're also like talking about like that point of when we might decide to move forward and like we just like exchange like i love yous but yeah it's just a matter of taking it slow and communicating and like because i've just went through a complete opposite situation where I was dating someone for like three years and it was a situation of like everyone kind of looking at like why aren't you committing why aren't you like why aren't you becoming her boyfriend if you know you guys Mm -hmm. have been doing this off and on for three years we met online Mm -hmm. we started talking and it was kind of like off and on I was also talking to other people at the time and then it was like about a year had gone by and she was like you know it's been a year like what are we and I was like I think this person cares about me yeah. like they took me out on a date and that's the first time a girl's ever taken me out on a date but it just I couldn't give up this red flag that it just seemed like she really wanted me to be her boyfriend because she never had a boyfriend and we were 24 and 23 years old wow. but I'm just like I'm not I wanted to always like let her know I'm not just stringing you along yeah I'm not all the other guys that you talk to that are just having sex with you and don't have any plans dating you i just don't want to do what i just did like in my previous relationship the person i dated before her i pretty much jumped in with that because that person gave me an ultimatum of i don't want to do a long distance relationship either you come here or we're done and i was like well, i guess i'll just pack up and move and i'll live with you until i can get a job and like i never felt masculine or like felt like a man because it was just like i don't need to be paying all the bills but i at least would like to be paying my half yes and and then when i told that person i like 
wanted to like move out. I didn't want to break up. I just wanted to move out and have my own space. They didn't handle it well. And I was just like, I'm going to have to, you know, finish having this discussion in a way of like, we're not going to be together. But then I met this new person and then we started talking. You know, a year went by, then I lost my job. After I was like trying to scratch around and get a different job and like was working like over like 60 hours a week, I wasn't the same person sexually. Like I was tired all the time. And that person didn't tell me that I wasn't satisfied. They just told me, hey, I think I want to see other people because it doesn't seem like you're going to make me your boyfriend. I mean, your girlfriend. And I was like, I know who it is. Because you've been telling me about this person and how they've been priming you. I'm a dom. I know what priming someone looks like. Oh, yeah. Because he was telling her, oh, I'm in a polyamorous marriage. Like, I'm in this and that. You know, here are these funny gifts and memes. I just like, you you do understand what he's doing, right? The final straw was he got her on FetLife. And that's pretty clear. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, you know, we're adults. Yeah. Yep. Live together. I'm sleeping in the same bed. But your decisions are your decisions. Just give me that respect and tell me when you start sleeping with someone else. Because we're still sleeping in the same bed. You're still wearing my clothes. Like, let me know. Yeah. She did not let me know. And I ended up coming home from work one day and just pulling up Fet Life, just looking around and there was a video of her having sex with him and videos on and pictures all over his profile of her covered in his cum. That was how you found out? Yep. Oh man, I'm so sorry. That sucks. That's horrible. Yeah. Cherry on top, she was wearing my shirt. Oh! Yeah. Well, I think you're so smart to take this relationship slowly and... I hope that you are prioritizing yourself in your own pleasure. I mean, that's because you clearly have so much to offer. Yeah, I'm starting to learn that fact about it's like I've always and that's how that relationship (laughs) ended where I forgave her for that because she didn't really like how he was treating her as a dom. Yeah. And. I was just like, maybe this is just something stupid you did because you didn't understand how much I cared about you. And I forgave this person. We went on a little further, but again, I was still tired, like trying to get a better job and like working and then got a better job, but had to recruit vacation hours. And I was like, I'm going to do something spatial and like plan to take her to Venice. This is going to be like my thank you for like holding on through three years. New Year's of this year. She texts me, oh, I'm dating your best friend. Like, don't know if you've seen Facebook, but that's happening. How have you managed to hang on to your (laughs) sense of arousal, your sexual, like... It was really hard. Yeah, how? How'd you do it? How how, did you have to rekindle it? Or like, how? That's a lot of like self-esteem stuff that makes... I know for me, it makes me feel turned off, 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 off. Oh, yeah. It was just a... A complete mind fuck because it's like, yeah, I get to the points of like, yeah, my body just is automatically horny, but it's just like outside of that, of like just being intimate and getting like turned on is become really difficult. And because I just don't know how to trust anyone or let anyone in. And she definitely could tell when I'm like shutting down and shielding her and she's 
like no like what's going on and we had to talk about it a lot and just talk about the situation yeah and just issues of trust it's made it impossible me for like me to be attracted to somebody and it was like i was going through a lot of stuff with that girl where i was yeah. like talking to her about pegging and like my sexuality and like how i might have this you know attraction to guys but it's and for them being like yeah you're probably bi or hey that you're you're bi hey and i'm just like no i don't feel bi like yeah i have a huge thing for uh transsexual women mm-hmm. and it's not even and that's like i get wary about that and saying it like that because it's not me just fetishizing right because i've talked to and wanted to date transsexual women but it just never worked out and like us having things in common mm-hmm. and to discuss all those things with someone and like being yeah. like you know i think i want to suck dudes dicks too because i just really like pleasuring people and i really just like giving head and i'm good at it so can you say more about all of this oh definitely definitely like Uh, like when did you first start to feel hetero flexible or when when did you just first notice an attraction to a cock um being very young again Mm -hmm. like 13 14 I was really like obsessed with knowing if a woman came or not. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was like, if she has a dick and she comes, there's really no questions. <laughs> and I got into, I believe it's pronounced Futanarinia porn. I don't know. Okay. It's where uh, girls will wear like really huge strap ons and they like cover them up and do like enough like costume work that it looks like it's attached and they'll have like a scene and at the end of it they just like shoot buckets of cum oh wow and yeah it was just like a lot of cum a huge dick what more could i ask for do you feel like that's related at all to the giantess fetish because it's like bigness and and lots of cum because i've also like I got really excited one time a newer video popped up on Pornhub of like a giantess female and I was just like this 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 is I might explode <laughs> cuz it was like all different types of stuff where it was like inserting a dude in through the penis hole like into her balls or like just coming on a dude or like using a guy as a condom uh, while she like fucks her girlfriend Oh my gosh. Have you, have you ever, have you touched a dick yet of somebody else or like sucked one? Yes. Yeah. Quite. Not like, not like a lot, but like a couple. Okay. There was a point that I was like on grinder and I like kind of like hook up with guys, but it was just real uncomfortable because there, I would get like a lot of unsolicited messages mm-hmm. where it's just like, wow wow, there's a lot of dick pics and a lot of ass pics. And I'm just like, is everyone a bottom here? Because, like, I don't know what it is, but I don't like topping guys. Uh-huh. I just, like, I can bottom, and I'd like to bottom, but I just don't like topping or having my dick sucked by guys. And oh, really? I, yeah, because I even, like, the guy that I messed around with a couple times, like, on a consistent basis, like, he 
into me wanting me to fuck him, but I was just like, I'm not into it. Like my my body's not reacting. I'm sorry. Mm. But yeah, he had a pretty thick and big dick. And <laughs> it was really like difficult to take it first. Yeah. Did you prepare for it or what did you guys do? And was that your first dick in your ass? No. Okay. Um, my first dick in my ass was a transsexual woman. Okay. Um, it was probably when I was like about 21. Mm-hmm. It was a girl that I just happened to meet like when Craigslist, but like before Craigslist, you know, got it's defunct. Yeah. We just talked for a little bit and then met up. Like I make sure that I like done all the prep work beforehand because by that time, I think it was about 19 or so. I started like playing my own asshole when I would masturbate. Okay? Cause it was just like, at first it's just like the, poking and then the feeling and then just like maybe if i just put like like you know a little lube on my finger and slip it in and i was just like yeah this is this is pretty good and i was wary about it at first like with like the experience that i had for like when i was younger but Mm -hmm. it was just like getting over it of like this feels really good when it's done right right and really good so (laughs) i think i'm gonna keep doing it yeah uh, but yeah, the first girl that I like slept with that had a dick, it was like nice sized. It wasn't like ridiculously huge or anything. And she had a really nice body. And I was just like really hot, just like pleasuring. It's like see, just seeing a woman that you're pleasuring, like it's on a different like point of view. Yeah. Uh, like being on bottom and riding someone yeah i was just like i get why girls like riding and i was like i i I get it because it's like you feel really like empowered and like feel like really hot when you're just like someone and then like as i like really got into the like over the weird feeling of like having something go in and because it's usually an exit hole yep it really started to feel good whereas like at first, like, my dick wouldn't start, like, get hard, where it's yeah. just, like, it feels good, but it's not, like, it's still that mental block of, like, yeah. I don't know if this is okay for me to be doing. Because that's the thing. I always had, like, a lot of shame behind sex and, like, after having sex because it was always, like, I did this out of sight of wedlock. Yeah. Um, um, wouldn't approve of this. Did I do it with a condom or not? Do I have to worry about STDs? Uh, it was just oh man i got caught in the moment and now i'm having all these regrets but with this it was just like super hot and like she ended up coming like moderately fast enough to like make me feel a little confident about myself where i was just like i must be tight like (laughs) and then with this larger gentleman how did did you butt plug in preparation for that or how did you or did you just take it like how was it i tried to just take it because i was like giving head and i was just like because at first like i wasn't really into like the idea of bottoming for someone because i wasn't sure about how grinder relationships and whatnot went i had that fear with women of like people getting too attached and i was like I really don't need someone trying to 
out me when there's nothing to yeah. out. Oh, and on that note, though, because I don't think we've explained for our listeners yet, can you just say why you identify as heteroflexible? Yeah, I just identify as heteroflexible because I don't feel like romantically attracted to men, but I do have like the sexual attraction in certain instances and within certain scenarios. I definitely think it's hot. Like if a guy is fucking a girl and another guy comes in and puts his dick in his mouth and a girl just gets to watch a dude suck a dick. I'm like, that's basically the same as a guy getting to like have a threesome and watch two girls like eat each other out while you're fucking one. Yeah. Okay. I love it. I was like, everybody, you know, has their thing. So no, like, why not? let them get to enjoy it. And that was honestly what kind of made me want to suck a dude's dick was like, if this turns you on, I'll definitely do it. Like if that's like, hey, I'm like, I'm comfortable enough with my masculinity that I can suck a dick. No problem. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. And I think it was just like seeing the reactions of dudes too, when I would get fed and like kind of being like, well, I'm a little nervous about this because I don't know what I'm doing, but as long as I don't use teeth and I'm using my tongue probably about like the same way I treat a girl's clit, this should be, you know, I should do all right. And like dudes would tell me that I was like, you like, you give really good head. And I'm just like, thank you. Like, <laughs> I appreciate that. But it would always kind of be like a bit of like a awkward grinder type of situation. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we would just like, you know, I'd give them head, they might like give me a hand job and then we go our separate ways. But the person I was like seeing consistently, I was just like trying to give them head and trying to get them to come and it wouldn't happen. And I was just like, this has never happened before. And I was just like, do you want to stick it in? And they're like, yeah. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was a little painful at first because they were like really thick. But it was just like once they like, got it in and I relaxed. So, mm. And like, I like, I was like, as soon as they like tried to like reach around and grab my dick, I like came. Oh, wow. And I was just like, for some reason after that, my dick has become like super sensitive and it's amazing. Wow. Tell us the details of its super sensitivity. Good sensitive, it sounds like. Yeah. Like, it's just like, super sensitive in the sense of like I can like if I touch it in the right way and everything feels good like I immediately feel that sensation that I want to come or I can feel like my asshole like twitching and clenching kind of like where's dick yeah (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like have I turned into a bit of a slut and I'm like yeah I'm pretty sure I would describe my submissive side as a complete slut like Yes. And like, and not even a shaming way where I'm no, like, yeah. a proper uh, fuck slut. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's that's honestly like probably another fantasy of like having a gangbang of like women trans and like our other eyes and maybe a few dudes thrown in there and just probably getting like tied up and blindfolded and like bent over huh. and just think whoever come in. Oh, I love that. Oh my and, god. Yeah, my subs also, like, told me about how they want to have the same thing happen with dudes and have me fuck them afterwards. I'm just like, we're going to work on it. Like, I went through a traumatic experience, like, not too long ago, but definitely 
put put that on the list. I love that. Oh my God. Can you share with us any other just bucket list fantasies or things that you want to explore? Um, I definitely would love just to have the scenario of like a polyamorous or just an open relationship where I can have that third person in that, that like we get along. We all three get along or four get along and like we are able to have those various types of scenarios of like, oh, you know, so-and-so's out making barbecue and then I just come back in to see my submissive with one of our like partners and you guys are in the bathroom or you guys are on the couch or whatever. Maybe I came home from work and you guys already started or you guys have something planned for me. And just being able to have all those fun scenarios with like a group of people that you can like chill with and like cuddle with afterwards is kind of like the ultimate fantasy. Yeah, that sounds awesome. What about sex parties, stuff like that? I would love to go to a sex party or like a dungeon just to like, uh, like an open house just to like look around and see. Like even if I didn't get to like do anything, it would still just be a great experience to like go. Because as far as like on the king side, I'm like into rope tying and like into spanking and like paddles, but I've never like gotten to really get into the community until like I got on FET myself and like started to like talk with people more and like just have conversations. That's awesome. What are your sexual goals for yourself outside of just specific fantasies? Like how do you want your sex life to unfold for yourself? I would love to get into tantric sex and just like learn more about my body and like breathing and just how to like just mesh with another person's energy just completely and not have like any outside thoughts of what is this person thinking like hey what is this other person that i probably slept with years ago you know doing right now like anything that like my scattered brain can come up with during sex but just to be completely enveloped in that moment and like share energies and be able to like read that and that person read me and you know just really be able to just melt into each other fuck yeah is there anything else you want to say about your sex life before I ask you our final questions? I've gotten tricked into a threesome before. Oh, right. Uh, what? <laughs> you, yeah, we haven't talked about, uh, what? Yeah. So I was like on adult friend finder for a little bit and I like started talking to somebody and we were like agreed to meet. And when we met up, their friend was there and I was just like, well, I thought we were supposed to like, you know, be having sex. Um, uh, but your friend is here. And so we all chilled out for a while and hung out for a long time and things and they just kept looking at each other. And I was just kind of like, this feels weird. I think I'm going to go. And they're like, well, fine, just tell them. And like, my friend wants to sleep with us and while like i'm just like but we haven't even slept together and like their friend was like super nervous about it and it was so disorganized because it was like she wanted to suck my dick before they put the condom on but she didn't get to so she was disappointed about that and then i was trying to decide like okay what's the right amount of time to like switch and 
you know, because I don't want anyone to feel left out, but <laughs> it, it was very, very disorganized. But it it ended okay, I guess, throughout eight threesomes. Oh my gosh. I later on had my own dominant and uh who was a trans man mm-hmm. uh and we're still very good friends he's my best bud uh um and he's dating someone else uh so i'm just like i'm happy for you yeah. like still think about things i know we both do probably like every once in a while because mm-hmm. we're both like corny freaks but we're both can like be happy for each other and still check in each other during like this crazy time yeah. and like each other is doing but i even had a threesome with them and they were the ones who like got me real comfortable with like pegging and like receiving because they had their own dick and while they like yeah would like to like have me be on top at times they definitely loved the opportunity to like be able to like squirt on my asshole and use that as lube that's so hot i love that that's so hot And then, like, he would, like, come up with games and all types of, like, stuff for us to do where I just, I was a little spoiled. And that's where, like, my real subby bratty side, I believe, was formed. Yes. Oh, my God. I can relate to that. Yes. Are there any other experiences from that relationship that are shareable? I remember he made me use a vibrator for the first time where it was, like, a rabbit vibrator. And he was just instructing me, like, to, like, use it on my dick and, like, how it felt and, like, teaching me how to edge and getting to that full, like, you are so rock hard, but you're not allowed to come. And then, like, inserting it inside me while they are like, fucking me. It was, yeah, that's how I, like, discovered and learned how to have, like, hands-free orgasms. You have those. You can have those. Yeah. Like, sometimes even if I'm just, like, watching porn and I just move my back the right way, and I just, like, can feel, like, kind of like my, like, prostate, I, like, just be able to do it. Without a toy or anything in there? Yeah. You're a sex angel. (laughs) What? Oh, my God. I... I feel to, like, frustrate me because I'll be like, I'll be like enjoying porn or something. And then I would just like come uncontrollably. And I'm just like, no, I wasn't done. Oh my gosh. What's your refractory period? Like how long does it take for you to recharge? Uh, I'll say like five to 15 like minutes, okay. depending on how hard I came mm-hmm. or like, like if I'm really into it. Like if we have like a session where like, I was eating that person out and they grabbed my head and like we were like basically humping my face and like wrapped their legs around my head and like we just have like a hot passing session. I'm good to go again like as as I come. But have you ever had multiple hands free orgasms in a row? No, I haven't had like not the actual like ejaculating. Yeah. But as far as like an anal like prostate orgasm, I've had probably like five of those like in a row and i was like shallow after oh my god that's so cool anal is so fun like once you like learn how to do it properly and like and that like kind of 
ambition starts to get at you where it's like, what else can I fit in there? How, how much bigger can I go? What's the biggest butt plug you've ever tried? Or biggest thing? Imagine one of those pride rainbow dildos. Yeah. It's like eight inches. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I think that's about the biggest thing. And I can take that all the way to like the balls. Oh my God. Wow. James, I feel like I could continue to talk to you about sex for quite a few more hours, but I think it's time to ask our final question. If you could go back and tell younger you a piece of sexual advice, what age would you pick and what would you say? You know what? I, I was thinking about this before and I was like, I'll probably go back to 12, but no, I'd actually go back to the time when I was eight years old, probably the first time that I saw the girl that I was like obsessed with. And it was like the first time I looked at a girl and was like, if I talk to her, there's like no one else. Like, I'm not going to talk to other girls. Like, and having that feeling of like, I think I might be in love. And like, I'm eight years old. I don't know what love is. <laughs> to go to that eight-year-old version of myself and say, follow that feeling. Mm. Like, if you feel that strongly for someone and you care about someone and it's not just a, how this person looks next to me and just truly like I connect with this person, like follow that more than worrying about who's on your arm and how they like how the world, you know, views them, like how the world views who you care about doesn't matter an ounce. That's amazing. Do you want to ask me a sex question? So if you were a giantess for a day, how would you spend it? Would you find a specific lover? Would you find a real tall building? <laughs> oh my God, can I just say yes? Okay, here's, okay, you've inspired me with this building idea. What's a tall building that's not too pointy? Maybe my giantess can handle points. Uh, you know what, you know it's too good to, wait, how giant am I? Can I pick? Yeah. Okay. I want to be giant enough that I would go fuck the Empire State Building. and But beforehand, I'd walk up to it because consent is important. And I would let the little tiny tourists know what was about to happen so that the people who didn't want to participate could go inside. But I would invite all of the horny motherfuckers to stay on the roof. And once I'm fucking the building, they can crawl inside and have an orgy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You just... And maybe I would also like ask if any of them, I would ask also if any of them love nipples because how cool would it be to have like tiny little humans like on, my nipples aren't that sensitive, but I think it'd be so cool to have like tiny little human creatures. Like, I don't know. Like yeah. Also, yeah. how cool would it be tiny little tongues on your nipples or on your chest or something? You know, I mean, I'd make that's sure, like... I'd make sure they didn't fall off. Because <laughs> like, that's all the stuff like, I'm like into as far as like in the macrophilia like community where I'm just like yeah licking nipples like going inside and pleasuring or like having an orgy like yeah you your mind is definitely on the same level <laughs> as mine <laughs> and I'm sure also if I learned more about it I would have other ideas but I you know I'm a I'm new to this fetish so I have exploring to I have learnings to explore just uh just look up Giantess on Pornhub next time that you're having a little uh, me moment. <laughs> a me moment, I love that. Did you, like, run into, like, any obstacles, like, pegging your former master or 
really what was like the thing that made you love pegging that you're like, ah, I think I'm going to have to ask the guys like I can put stuff in their butts. I got so lucky because he already was into butt stuff for himself. And I didn't even understand because of how he framed it for me because he was my my biggest anal learning experience <laughs> in all the ways. You know, because I'd had anal sex with past boyfriends like that I was in relationships with, but none of them were that into Like it was just like a thing we would try. And I feel like that's why a lot of people have pretty mediocre anal sex because it's like we're just trying this thing. But like, you know, when you don't research it, when you when all you do is just like use lube and hope for the best, like, of course, it's disappointing. And so with him, it was really cool because, first of all, I had like months of preparation on my own to know what it would feel like. And he taught me how to give rim jobs and taught me how to like give a prostate massage. So by the time he was like, I basically he showed up at my place and was like, I have a new toy for us to play with. And it was a a double sided dildo. So like the part um, went inside me and then I used that to peg him. Now, I had a very difficult time controlling it. And so I think I ended up like partially hanging on to it when I started to get vigorous, which again made it really awkward to like kind of balance. And I went really, really slowly with him from what I remember. And we only did it a couple of times, but it was, it's so hot. But for me, I don't even feel like I get off on the control of it. Or if I do, it's such a sub layer because because I experience it as an act of submission. Like I experience it as like, I'm giving you this gift of penetration that you, you know, so you can experience it safely. So you can experience it in a way that you're controlling because he ordered me to do it. And so it was like an act of service. And I just thought it was so, so hot, but I, I have not yet pegged anyone regardless of body parts. Uh, I haven't pegged anyone with like a proper strap on. And I do think like on my bucket list when I have some savings and I'm not like trying to buy a new garbage disposal, I want to get like a proper leather hot strap on and see what that's like. Especially yeah. now that I've been working out for a couple months because of quarantine and I actually have muscles and stamina. Like I'm so excited to fuck again. <laughs> I love it. That's why I'm, I'm just curious because like I believe the girl that I was talking to before my current submissive she bought by one of like the double sided dildos mm-hmm. uh, and she had the same problem of like keeping hard to it control. In. No, I would, uh, I would get a double sided strap on. That's what I want. So I can still feel something inside. Yeah. And that's so why I was like, I was even talking with my submissive now. I was like, okay, you got this one. And I'm, I'm going to let you do this. Yeah. We're going to get double sided one so you can feel it too, because it's like, I don't, like feeling like I'm the only one being pleasured. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a part of the reason I don't even like head anymore. Where it's like I like to be doing something too. Yeah. <laughs> like I want you to feel good. Wait, you still don't like head? I do like it from my current submissive. Okay. Like I've gotten more like comfortable with it with her, and she like is really good. And she's like <laughs> touching you in other ways too, right? It's not just like <laughs> here focus because that's. That's the other thing is like for me, blowjobs are can be a full body experience. And like with my new lover that I'm talking to, oh yeah, I saw him yesterday and how were we doing this? It was such a cozy position. I feel like I must have been like hugging his leg and like giving him a blowjob sideways, but then he was also kind of fingering me. I don't know. It was great. I have to figure out. I have no idea. I wish I could just record all of my sexual sessions so I could know what's happening later. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like 
I love when like my submissive will, like just grab my leg and just start pumping it sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh my god, it's so hot. Pussy so on my leg, it's hot. So fucking hot, uh, James. You're fucking amazing, and you have so much to give in so many ways. And I hope that I hope that you get all of the experiences that you want. Lovely humans, thank you for listening. If you appreciate the work that I put into this podcast, I would love it if you took the time to leave us five stars and a nice review wherever you get your podcast, especially Spotify, since last year's troll attack on our ratings is still affecting our ability to be found via search. (laughs) I do love getting to know you and hearing your stories and meeting you lovely humans in real life. And remember, if you want to collaborate, Apply to be a guest or leave us a single story voice memo via xstoriespodcast.com or sexstoriespodcast.com. Sex stories are always going to be my favorite, but now I also have question lists for love, friendship, dating, relationships, marriage, divorce, secrets, and so much more so that we can learn about connection through each other's experiences. I fucking love getting your emails and voice memos and receiving thoughtful noodle messages. It truly is hearing from you that fuels this work for me. And if you want to go deeper with me, get to know me, and support this podcast in meaningful, concrete ways, find me on Patreon, OnlyFans, FetLife, Venmo, Cash App, and all social media platforms at Wiley, or work with me privately for photo and video shoots, relationship support, creative breakthrough sessions, and retreats. Wiley.com slash links is where you can find the list of all the ways to play with me, and the link is in the description below. Thank you for joining me to spread ripples of love to co-create a world where taking care of each other is the norm. Thank you for spoiling and inspiring me with your stories and your support. Please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and remember to share stories in the name of lovely human connection. (laughs) 